You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to What's New with Wired. It's Wednesday, August 24th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today we're talking about damning accusations from Twitter's former chief of security that could have widespread consequences for Elon Musk's takeover. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. The claims are as shocking as they are urgent. Far from being a well-run tech company, Twitter's servers are running out-of-date software, and security staff withheld the number of breaches of user privacy from executives, all while the company has made little effort to understand the number of bots on its platform. Those are some of the allegations made by Peter Mudge Zatko, Twitter's former chief of security, in an explosive story in the Washington Post. Zatko, who has been labeled a whistleblower, also claims that Twitter acceded to a request by the Indian government to place an agent on its payroll to monitor user data while protests roiled the country. If accurate, the revelations that Twitter employed and gave user data access to an agent of the Indian government or any government should worry anyone concerned about free expression online, says Sarah McLaughlin of the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, a nonpartisan nonprofit free speech advocacy group. The legitimacy of the claims are in dispute, but the bigger question is, what does this mean for Twitter's ongoing dispute with Elon Musk, whose $44 billion takeover of the social media company is now part of an active court case? Unusually for a company that has been disharmonious in the month since Musk launched his takeover bid, Twitter's rank-and-file employees have not flocked to support Zadko's whistleblowing efforts. The feeling inside is that Mudge is a bitter shit trying to get revenge for the company outing him as the ineffective, sloppy employee he was, says one, speaking on condition of anonymity. Another former Twitter employee, Ian Brown, has claimed he was asked by Zatko to send Twitter data to a rando buddy of his in Texas, with the implication that he's not a trusted whistleblower when it comes to data integrity. Zatko did not respond immediately to a request for comment. It's notable that Zatko left the company in January but waited six months before blowing the whistle on the company's alleged bad practices. That's something I'm not clear about, says Vasant Dar, professor of information systems at the NYU Stern School of Business. What took him six months to make up his mind that he was going to blow the whistle? Dar admits that speaking out isn't a trivial position. He's squarely in the spotlight, he says. 
I think it moves Musk one step closer to having a case that he was misled, so the terms of the deal as far as he's concerned have been misrepresented, says Dar. This throws gasoline into the fire around the bot issue with Musk and Twitter, says Dan Ives, managing director and senior equity analyst at Wedbush Securities. For the Musk camp, this story is like a kid looking under the tree on Christmas morning. The allegations are also serious enough that Ives believes they would be a major focus for politicians looking into social media malpractice, and they are likely to lead to investigations. If what Zatko alleges is true, Twitter has violated its users' trust and deceived the Federal Trade Commission and its directors, says Christopher Buzzi of Bot Sentinel, whose access to Twitter data was threatened with removal this week. As for the timing of that warning, which would restrict Boozy from collecting data about deactivated and suspended accounts that had not been an issue for the previous four years, I do not think it's a coincidence, Boozy says. Twitter spokesperson Lindsay McCallum-Remy says that the account referenced was given a warning for violating our developer policy, which was the result of a routine review. Whether the allegations are true or not is the key question. McCallum Remy says that Zadko was fired from his first job in January 2022 for ineffective leadership and poor performance. Addressing the allegations, McCallum Remy says, What we've seen so far is a false narrative about Twitter and our privacy and data security practices that is riddled with inconsistencies and inaccuracies and lacks important context. Mr. Zatko's allegations and opportunistic timing appear designed to capture attention and inflict harm on Twitter, its customers, and its shareholders. Security and privacy have long been company-wide priorities at Twitter and will continue to be. The fact that such claims have surfaced now shouldn't be a huge surprise, no matter how significant the bombshell seems. Allegations of concealment are a very common grounding for a fraud claim, says Adam C. Pritchard, a professor of law at the University of Michigan specializing in corporate and securities law. In this situation, it gives Musk an opening to argue that, even with due diligence, he wouldn't have uncovered the issue. The circumstances around the revelations play into Musk's hands, believes Pritchard. That makes it easier for him to argue that it is a material adverse change rather than a topic he waived when he waived due diligence, he says. As always, it is about negotiating leverage, and this gives Musk a bit more leverage. For Boozy, it appears clear-cut. I believe Elon Musk will use this latest revelation in court to prove Twitter executives misled him, he says. I'm not a lawyer, but I don't see a scenario where the court forces Musk to buy Twitter if the allegations are true. Paul Fisher, who teaches negotiation at Oxford University's Said Business School, also isn't a lawyer. But he thinks the takeover is now a done deal, and not in the way Twitter wants. I think it could well give Musk the way out he wants, he says. In any negotiation, particularly when it concerns the sale or purchase of an asset, transparency and getting all material information that might affect price onto the table is essential. In many cases, if the buyer determines that such representations were untrue at the time of the deal, the buyer may be entitled to terminate the agreement or certainly seek significant compensation from the seller. McCallum Remy declined to comment on how the revelations would affect the Musk takeover court case or how Twitter intended to respond. I think Twitter is going to stick to their guns, says Dar, but they've got to start showing some evidence they were trying to do something about it, and the deal was in good faith. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. Today in Wired Business, algorithms can now mimic any artist and how some artists hate it. Checking in on Wired Science, we find out if hyperbaric oxygen is the answer to long COVID. And on Wired Security, a flaw in the VA's medical records platform may put patients at risk. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com slash podcasts. 
Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from Wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.